Resorts World Catskills, where luxury and excitement are so close by. Catch all the sports action and so much more at Resorts World Catskills. Dial star star R-W-C-A-T to learn more. The Michael K Show. Back to throw. He's going to flip one towards the end zone. He's got the tight end, Daniel Brown, and he's got it for a jet touchdown. Our entire offense, the way that we're clicking right now, we're doing really well. Carl rolls to his right. Fires back right corner of the end zone for Robbie Anderson. He's got it. I feel more comfortable. He knows what he likes. He knows what he doesn't like. He's not afraid to say it. Looks left, throws left. It's Griffin at the five. Griffin's in for a touchdown. Anytime your quarterback gets like that, that's a good thing for us. Fires one down the left sideline for Crowder. He's got it. Front left pylon. That's a jet touchdown. Sam Darnold with his fourth touchdown pass of the game. That's a career high. Trying to focus on just staying in the moment and not looking ahead, not looking behind. we got to keep attacking the week every week, one week at a time. Final score here, 34-17. The Jets over the Redskins for their second consecutive win. The Michael K Show on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back to the Michael K Show. Everybody, Michael, Don, and Peter with you on this uh Tuesday afternoon, leading you right to 7 o'clock. Alan Hahn has a full show tonight, so that should be great. Knicks with a, a win last night. Uh, the Nets with another loss. We'll get into that a little bit later on. Uh, we have a Jets team that has won two straight games by the Oakland Raiders on Sunday. And a little later in the show, we'll give you another pair of tickets to see the Jets and the Raiders at MetLife this Sunday. Right now, it's time to talk to the Jets head coach, Adam Gase. The Adam Gase Report is brought to you by Windorama and Anderson Windows, M&T Bank, Tullamore Dew, and PC Richard and Son. Coach Michael, Don, and Peter, how are you feeling today? Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing okay. Uh, how much easier is it to coach for the next game when you have a captive audience and a, and a bunch of players that feel good about things having won two games in a row? Yeah, anytime you win, it's, it's a lot better than losing. That's just that's just how it goes, right? You know, that's the NFL is. It's a week to week league, and you get a couple in a row, then you know that that gets everybody rolling and getting excited for the next one. I asked uh, Sam yesterday, like, what's the difference between what happened to Miami and what's happened over the last couple of weeks? And he said, we're just executing the plays. Uh, a, do you agree with that? And B, why is there execution now and maybe weren't earlier in the season or specifically in that Miami game? Yeah, that's that's probably a fair statement. I think. Just experience of these guys playing together. You know, I mean, we're still having a couple guys moving in and out. I think the receiving core kind of sticking together and, and staying somewhat healthy has helped us. I think Sam getting to play, you know, multiple games in a row coming off, you know, really coming off the mono. And then, you know, we have the Cowboys, Patriots. Then now we've had four in a row and the last two have really been more what we expect it to look like. You know, Coach Sam continues to to deflect it every time we ask him on Monday when we have him on. But I, I mean, he was out the three weeks with Mono. But how far away w- was he from being the real Sam Darnold while he was coming back and having been out for three weeks? I mean, was he at full, you know, full efficacy right away? That's it's hard for me to say because I mean, I had one game with him. I had a couple preseason games with him and that one game in Buffalo, and then he was out three weeks. I mean, I know he was cleared. Um, he played really well in the Dallas game. You know, really, we look at that New England game as that was just a, you know, a, it was a disaster on all aspects of it in all phases. I mean, it was all of us. I mean, we not, nobody did anything well. And then we just, you know, we had opportunities in Jacksonville, Miami, and we just didn't capitalize on them. And we've just played cleaner the last two games. 
Now, yesterday, we asked Sam about a story that was in The Athletic on Sunday that he came into your office and said, you know, we've got, we've got, these are the plays I want to run and, and these are the plays I really want left out. And you said, what took you so long? Is that an accurate assessment of how that went down? Yeah, I mean, really what, what it was about was just kind of the t- how we were playing. You know, we, we were huddling more probably before the last couple of games. You know, we, we probably had a little more in and just some, you know, game plan specific type plays. Uh, he was just specific as far as, hey, this is, this is what I think I'm really good at, which was, for me, it was, it, was a, it was perfect timing. It was just exactly what, you know, I personally needed to hear because it, made it, it makes it so easy when your quarterback is saying, like, this is what I want to do. This is how I see it. This is, this is what I think I can do really well. This is how I can make sure that we're not turning the ball over. This is how I, I know we can move the football. And that just makes my job a lot easier because now it's, we just target on those things and then just call it the right way. Now, Adam, it's interesting because we have on the Hall of Famer Steve Young every every Monday, and he said he found the story unusual. He said because when he was with Bill Walsh, Bill Walsh would come to him and say, what do you like running? What could we take out of this? He said he was surprised that you waited for Sam to come to you. How come? Well, I mean, there's conversations that are had, but a lot of times Sam is is somebody that's not going to tell you, no, I don't like that. He's going to be like, yes, I like that. Right. Because that's, that's him. Mm. You know, he's been in the NFL two years. He's played 20 games in his career. So, I mean, he's he's going through a process of he's learning a new system and he's trying to figure out what's good, what's bad, how do I feel about this, how do I feel. There's a lot of assessing going on of him trying to figure out what is good. He doesn't want to just say, I don't like this just because he repped it one time in practice. So that's interesting then because uh, it's almost like he seems like he's a pleaser. He's still young. He has a new coach. And if you went to him and said, what don't you like? He's going to say, I like everything until yeah. that meeting. Yeah. Interesting. Has that changed now that, that he came to you? Do you feel now it's more comfortable that he will be able to speak with more confidence around you and say no to things? Yeah, if he doesn't like something, he says it. It hasn't happened a whole bunch in the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. because we've – it's been so. It's been easy to target what he what he wants to do. Now we brought this up yesterday, Adam. I wonder what your take is. He, he's he's done everything right in terms of you know speaking with the media, being in that locker room. As far as we know, Le'Veon Bell has been great, but he has not been great on the field per se in terms of the huge chunks of yardage. Is it because the offensive line is still a work in progress, or is he just not having a great year? I think what what he's really tried to do the last couple of games is is really. It's all about efficient runs for us. We're trying to stay ahead of the sticks. There's some times where maybe he could take a chance and bounce a ball or, or try to, to hit a hole that might be there, it might not be, be there. But I think really after those Jacksonville-Miami game, we got to the point where he understood kind of how we were playing at, the point, at, at, that, at this moment right now and kind of the, really the changes that we've had up front quite a bit to where he knows that us staying ahead of the sticks is really critical for us to stay, try to third and manageable, stay out of second and longs, you know, just really put us in the right position. So he's, I thought, I think he's been doing a really good job of just being efficient and just making sure we're getting four yards and on second and two, getting the first down and third and one, getting the first down. We'll get in the red area, you know, and there's an extra, extra guy. He's running over that guy and getting in the end zone. He's, he's doing a lot of the things that we need him to do to just, you know, as a group, move the ball consistently. So you don't believe he's lost a step or slowed down at all as the season went on? I, don't, I think he's really doing things to try to help us as a team. 
Now, the defense looks like it's turned a corner, and boy, Jamal Adams, I mean, you know, he talked about being in the same breath as as, as Donald and, and Brady, and although that seems a little excessive, he certainly put himself up with the elite the last two games. Has this surprised you? No, I mean, I guess I've I've played against him quite a few, you know, in the last couple of years. We've played him two times a year, and he was, I always felt like that's how he played against us. Right. So, you know, it's nice to be on the other end of this, and... um you know, he's just, it's been a lot of the right opportunities. So, you know, I think Greg's put him in great position and he's gone and executed the, the defenses as well as you can ask a guy to execute it. The thing that he does as well as anybody I've ever seen is he finishes the play. There's a lot of times you see guys that, that are free blitzers or they have one guy to beat and they get there and they don't make the play. They don't make, they don't finish the tackle. And the, when I see him, what I see him do is he finishes every play, which is, you you just don't see a lot of guys be able to do that. He's just a really strong tackler. He just doesn't miss. He he puts himself in the right you know position as a tackler all the time. Obviously, the wins and losses get compromised by the injuries. You lose your starting quarterback and all that. But wins and losses aside, just assessing where you are right now as you get closer and closer to Thanksgiving, which is always, I think, an important line of demarcation. Are you where you thought? You would be from a coach having the players play where they need to be. Are you are you even close to where you thought you would be at the beginning of the season entering week twelve? Well, I think I mean our record says no. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean it's just that's surprising to everybody in this in this building, including coaches, players. You know, we all thought we were going to have a better record at this time. Um, I would say, especially the last month, guys have done a really good job of just taking it one week at a time, focusing on trying to get better every day. I think it's been very impressive how hard these guys practice. And it's never wavered, no matter what's happened the week before. And, and that's that's been very impressive to see. We're talking with Adam Gase, head coach of the New York Jets, here on the Michael K Show, his weekly spot here on the show. Adam, when we spoke to you last Tuesday, this happened after that, so this is the first chance we've had to ask you about it. Christopher Johnson came out and said, Adam Gase is my coach, he's my coach next year. What did that mean to you, or did you not even care that that was said? I, you know, anytime your your owner comes out and says has, says the positive things that he has about our staff, and just kind of understanding how we're we're going about things and, and trying to get guys better. I mean, he's around a lot, which is it helps us a lot with communication. We see him almost every day. You know, he we keep him informed with everything that's going on. He he's very very involved and in, in, in the loop and in, in what's going on around here. So, you know, for him to do that, that was, you know, we appreciate that, especially as a coaching staff. I know just everybody in this building just appreciates everything that he, he really, he does, you know, to help all of us. And what does it mean, Adam, in terms of in that room, the players know, well, this is not a lame duck coach. This guy's going to be here. Does it help you coach? Yeah, I mean, this is a good group of guys. I, I, that never even crossed my mind mm-hmm. because of how these guys work every day. Um, I mean, players and coaches, everybody looks at it the same as you got to do everything you can to, to get better on that day and that week, put out, you know, the product that you should put out, which is good football, you know, make sure that you're, you're competitive towards the end of the game and then you got to go try to win it. All right, now you're trying to stockpile wins here. In come the Raiders, the team that's competing for a playoff spot. So what are the challenges that they present on Sunday? Well, obviously their offense is, is playing very, very good right now. They're running the ball well. You know, that's going to be a, a very big test for our, our run defense, and, and our guys are, are 
playing about as well as anybody when it comes to that that area of the game. So we we just have to make sure that we do a good job there. You know, offensively, we have to do a, a really good job of protecting the football. We can't have any unnecessary turnovers. Same thing on special teams. I mean, this is going to have to be a full team effort, and we got to play three phases together. I want to ask you this since, since I have you, and I don't think in my mind's eye I can remember it being a situation for you, but a lot of conversation on the show has been about challenging the pass interference, and it just seems like the NFL is just not going to reverse it. So what is your philosophy on a call that goes against you? Are you going to look at the past and say they just don't overturn it, or are you going to look at the situation? How do you think you'll treat it going forward? Well, I mean, it's just the same way we've treated it all year. We've kind of – we we watch everyone that's challenged. I mean, that's kind of part of what we do. But yeah. are you going to bother throwing the flag even because it they just, just don't, they don't, like they last, last game when they called it on Demarius, we just felt like that was one that we thought we could get overturned. Interesting. I mean, do you like, I mean, does it, does, I kind of feel like we're, we're, we're being played for fools here, right? I mean, it's, it's a rule that exists, but the NFL just doesn't seem to have an appetite to change it at all. So what did they even put the rule in for? Well, that's something you'd have to ask them. I mean, <laughs> is that how you guys I, I feel? Look at it like this, we 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 do our research. We we watch all these all those plays that are challenged, and we just kind of narrow it down to say, hey, this is something that we think could be challenged. Good luck on uh, on Sunday, Adam. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. I appreciate it, guys. All right, that's the Adam Gase Report brought to you by Window Rama and Anderson Windows. Ready to replace your window? Start with the window installation experts at Window Rama. Visit windowrama.com today to get started. M&T Bank, the official community bank of the New York Jets. Tell them or do. The original triple blended smooth sipping Irish whiskey when it's game time. It's Tully time. Please enjoy responsibly. And PC Richard and Son. Get employee discounts on appliances and mattresses at PC Richard and Son. For a limited time, you pay what PC Richard and Son employees pay on appliances and mattresses. So get saving. I, I'm going to tell you, I, I, I was meaning to bring this up yesterday, and it got so busy. They did challenge the Demarius Thomas pass interference, and it got overturned. And I, this is my conspiracy theory. Earlier that day in a 1 o'clock game, you remember the play, Peter, a ridiculous, ridiculous call in the Texans and the Ravens game that it was clearly pass interference, clearly pass interference, and the Texans challenged it, and they said no. Twitter blew up. Why does right. this rule even exist? And people uh, that cover the NFL, this is a joke. They're playing everybody for fools. Then shortly after, something that wasn't quite as as clear, the Jet one, they overturned it. So I think they are playing. I think they're playing the NFL for fools. They wanted to quiet down, quiet down the people. In New Orleans, they put this rule in with no intention of ever but, overturning anything unless it was an absolute mugging like and, what we saw in the NFC Championship And, and that's a very good point, and I get it, and I guess the feel is I, I'll, we'll throw some chum out there so when we get accused right. of doctoring it up, hey, here's a couple of times where we have reversed it, but here's the issue, and I've seen it in the NHL. That now has been stored away, what happened in the Jet game. Right. So there's an example where it was overturned. So now you have it. So you can cue that up and then compare it to something else that wasn't overturned, and they look like an even bigger joke. Yeah, I mean, if uh, yes is showing the uh, the play in the Jet game, but if if they could dial up the play in the Ravens and the Texans game, I, I mean, he was wrapped up as the ball was in the air, and they refused to overturn it. And even Bill O'Brien said, "I don't even know what this See, rule is anymore." Now they'll say, "Well, listen, it's different eyeballs, right?" But that's the whole reason why judgment calls can't be reviewable anyway. Reviewable, it's it's black and white, right? 
Did it cross the goal line? Was he offside? Was he in bounds? Was he in the end zone? But when you start judging penalties, then it is going to be in the eye of the beholder, and you're just going to cause more controversy. So that Thomas play gets reversed. Now that will be judged every time something similar happens and say, well, how come they didn't call it here, but they called it here? I see in the NHL all the time with the goaltender interference. There'll be a, there'll, there'll be something they don't reverse, and whatever network, if it's NBC, if it's MSG, whatever, they'll queue up a play of something that was almost exactly the same, mm-hmm. and then it wasn't changed. And it just enrages everyone. It causes more controversy. But still, the the percentage play is not to throw the flag. Yeah, it is, because I think that, time, especially in the second half, timeouts are much too precious to just give it up like like that. It's just ridiculous. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. That's right, man. Don't miss Michael, Don, and Peter weekday afternoons starting at 2.55 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Or look for us under Listen on the ESPN app.